Aleister Black reportedly expected to sign with AEW. Pro Wrestling Gorilla announces return, and I give you my predictions for Impact Wrestling's Against All Odds. I'm Jaden Becker, and welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast. Aleister Black reportedly expected to sign with AEW. Black signing with AEW is not a done deal yet, so don't say it's signed, sealed, delivered. We're not going to see him uh, Friday uh, coming up tonight on uh, AEW Dynamite. We're not going to see it, but the, there is a strong belief that he is going to be signing with AEW according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Black is under a standard 90-day non-compete clause with the WWE as usual with everyone that they have released and will not be able to sign with AEW or anyone else until Tuesday, August 31st. Black recently appeared on the Oral Sessions podcast with Renee Paquette, John Moxley's wife, and uh, Renee Young back with the WWE and expressed interest in wanting to wrestle with several AEW, Impact, and Ring of Honor superstars. Nothing is official yet, once again. And uh, that's why I really want to confirm this here because I don't want people saying, going around, oh, Jaden Becker said on the Daily DDT podcast that Black is with AEW. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the signs are all pointing in the right direction for Aleister Black, especially now with the news coming out with the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter saying it as well. Uh, nothing's official yet, once again, but the wheels are turning in the favor of one of many released in the recent months. Good to see Black uh, trying to get somewhere uh, other than the WWE. And now uh, there's some words that he could go back to Japan, he could find some places elsewhere, but uh, Aleister Black expected, reportedly, to sign with AEW, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Let's get that all straightened out. Pro Wrestling Gorilla announces their return. No questions here. Pro Wrestling Gorilla announced last night on Twitter that it will return on August 1st, 2021. The promotion tweeted, quote, kept, kept you waiting, huh? PWG returns on Sunday, August 1st. PWG has not had a show since December 20th, 2019. They had a show scheduled for March 29th, 2020, but it was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So no questions here. Undoubtedly. BWG making their return on August 1st. An, an additional piece of news that I wanted to make sure I had in here, I didn't get an opportunity to talk about the AOP uh, yesterday because there was no episode yesterday. And uh, the, there was some words going around that Fightful got a word uh, that they were both retired. That's what the, the full word from Fightful was. Uh, authors of Pains were released by the WWE last September, and Fightful was told that they were both now working regular jobs. Uh, one wrestling promoter mentioned that uh, the, their people tried to contact their people, and their people said that the AOP were retired, retired from the ring. In response to these rumors about their apparent retirement from pro wrestling, Akeem and Rezar each posted the following message on their Instagram, Ain't done yet. B words, ha, dot dot dot, hashtag pro wrestling. I'm not sure my uh, cursing extent here on the podcast, and I really don't like to test it. So, um, ain't done yet. Authors of pain. If you if you love them, if you hate them, they're, they're still around. Uh, AOP. So uh, they they were great on NXT, and uh, when they made it up to the main roster, they were paired up with Seth Rollins for a little bit. I remember uh, that that was towards their end there when they were paired up with Seth Rollins. So and then one of them got injured at some point, and that's why they're off TV for so so long. So I wanted to make sure that that was clear because you get you you're talking about someone's career, and you come out fightful. They had their sources, and that's fine. And Fightful thought that they were retired, so they came out and reported that. And 
AOP doing th- themselves rightful justice, saying that uh, we're not retired. We're still looking for jobs in the world of professional wrestling, but maybe just not at the moment. So, ain't done yet, B-words. Ain't done yet, says AOP. All right, we're going to take a look at last night's Impact Wrestling. Impact on Access TV, once again. I don't have Access TV, so I watch it on Twitch. And um, this episode of Impact was the go-home show to uh, Impact's... Uh, I, I have my notes here, double or nothing, but it's not double <laughs> nothing. Impact against all odds, of course. So, you know, you have the similar names there, funny enough, in the, in the gambling terms. But either way, the go-home show for against all odds for Impact Wrestling... And uh, this was not a great show of impact, to say the least. This show was pretty tough to get through. And uh, I think we'll we'll see it suffer in the grade when it comes down to it towards the end of the segment. But uh, let's get right into it. Probably the most important and best part of the show. The Impact and AEW Summit. Tony Khan introduced by Scott DeMore. The the two shake hands in the middle of the ring. Tony Khan, of course, the AEW... Uh, CEO and owner, Don Callis, enters soon after. Khan is a little awkward in the ring, of course, holding the microphone there. But uh, it's just, not that there's anything wrong with that, someone being awkward in the ring, because you know he's not a professional wrestler. He's the owner, and he's he doesn't have to be. You know, Vince McMahon doesn't have to be that type of character, but he's just a little awkward. He's just a little awkward for me. Callis uh, makes his point uh, that it should continue to be Moose versus Kenny Omega at Impact against all odds. Demore confirms that it will be a match, a singles match between Moose and Kenny Omega. Demore confirms that there. Uh, Khan takes 30 minutes to say that he wants uh, a match at Daly's place, and the winner of uh, the match will face Sammy Callahan at anniversary Impact show. That is also confirmed that as well. So, uh, in all in all, I just want to make sure all the notes are down-packed here. The match will be Moose versus Kenny Omega at Impact against all odds. However, instead of the match being in the Impact zone, where all the rest of the matches will be, uh, this match will, will be at Daly's place in Jacksonville. The winner of this matchup between Moose and Kenny Omega will face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary for the Impact World Championship. So Sammy Callahan, already the number one contender, confirmed signs he delivered. He, he's it. Demore looks to be one of the smartest ones in the ring here, along with Callis, who's just mad. Tony Khan, not that he doesn't look smart or anything like that. It's just he's just not great on the microphone. He's not great in the ring. You know, he's, that's just not him. That's just not him. Has he been a mastermind genius when it comes to opening the forbidden door? And, you know, would you even call him a genius for that? Just just to allow people to come in and out of your company for attention and stuff like that and for rating pops and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I think it's a smart thing to do and, you know, it establishes your brand and going head-to-head with WWE and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and has he been an innovator? And uh, someone that that finally has come along and stood up to the WWE bully of the world, yes, hundred percent. But you know, it, it, just because one person does one thing great doesn't mean you have to compliment them on everything else they do. You know, I'm not afraid to say that. And Tony Khan is just not great on the microphone in ring. He he takes so long for him to get his point across for everything he talks about when it comes to uh, th- things like. Um, promos and stuff like that it just takes way too long for my taste you know you see don Callis, boom 
done. Finished in two seconds. You see uh, Scott Scott Demore, boom, done. Two seconds. Tony Khan, he sort of panders around a little bit. So uh, I might be doing the same thing here in this <laughs> on this segment, but you know, uh, at least I'm I'm not on national television. I'm here with you on fan sided. So that's always a great thing. And uh, also, who cares where the match is? Who cares where the match is, you know? You, you still need to watch it on Impact Plus, you know? Where, where's all the money going to? It's still going to Impact. There's a quote from, from Hamilton, which I don't have in front of me, but there's when um, Hamilton sold, sold uh, New York City down the river to Washington, D.C. for the capital of the, US, of the United States, uh, where where was the bank still? Where, where was the National Bank still in in New York City. So it doesn't matter where the capital is. It matters where the money is. And the money for this show was on Impact. So it doesn't really matter where they have the match. They have the match in my backyard. Who cares? They still have to use Impact Wrestling to to uh, <laughs> to watch the show. So it is what it is. Rosemary versus Havoc to start. Uh, not to start, but that's the first match of, of uh, this episode of Impact Wrestling. If Havoc wins this match, however, Rosemary's match at against all odds... For the Knockouts Championship becomes a triple threat with Havoc being involved. Uh, so it would be Rosemary, Havoc, and Deanna Prazo. Havoc hot early on. A strong spear by Rosemary and a solid stacking pin from Rosemary gives her the win, confirming the one-on-one match at Against All Odds. Deanna Prazo, Kimberly, and Susan all attack both Rosemary and Havoc. Susan calls out Tasha Steeles to have her match right now. Uh, so she wants a match Right now, yeah, on Impact, and that match comes up quick. Instead, the match is Kimberly versus Tasha Steeles. So instead of Susan's Tasha Steeles and uh, Kimberly, uh, Steeles taking a beating, but uh, fighting back with strong chops. Kimberly Swanton bomb reversed with a knees up, a Falcon Arrow type suplex for Steeles to pick up the win, and a brawl ensues with uh, most of the knockouts in the division after the match, uh, just brawling it out in the middle of the ring. Uh, keep it, keep track of how many brawls we have after matches in uh, this episode of Impact Wrestling. That could be a big hint on why this was such a failed episode of Impact. Because, uh, yeah, they're just a, a tough, two, two tough matches to get through, and maybe and the rest of the matches are pretty tough to get through as well. But either way, we'll get to the predictions a little bit later. I won't get too in-depth into anything right now. Petey Williams and Trey Miguel versus Chris Bay and Rahit Raju. This is a type of uh, tag team matchup where neither of these uh, singles competitors are uh, members of a tag team or uh, are tag teams with each other at this point. Uh, right now, these are all members of the X Division Championship uh, number one contendership match at against all odds. And uh, except uh, we're mis- missing Ace Austin here. But, of course, we'll see him a little bit later. Interesting mix-up of singles competitors in this tag team here. Williams finds himself in some trouble with the ring cut in half. Miguel enters and a hot tag and dominates. By the way, I mentioned uh, PWG a little bit earlier. Uh, Miguel, a part of the uh, Rascals, or the Radicals, I forget. I think it's the Rascals. He's a part of that uh, tag team grouping there. And uh, they never lost the PWG Tag Team Championship, so we'll see what happens there, given that now uh, some of them are uh, obviously in different companies, one company being the WWE and NXT. Uh, it's going to be a little tough. going to be a little tough to, to get, get that out of there. Raju taps out to a submission. Ace Austin enters and brawls. Uh, same, same ending here to the past three matches, and the same line from Josh Matthews. If this happens on Saturday, if this happens, on Saturday, we heard that time and time and time again from him in this episode of uh, of uh, Impact. 
Joe Doring versus Eddie Edwards in our next match. Edwards fighting back into the match after being um, beat up early on uh, by Rhino on the outside. Has to brawl with him as well. Diener grabs the ankles of Edwards as he tries to go for a dive to the outside, ending the match by disqualification. A brawl ensues, of course, and Kojima enters to save. It's going to be Kojima versus Joe Doring at uh, Impact against all odds. Once again, same type of ending as we move on to our main event. W. Morrissey versus Willie Mack in a no disqualifications match. Willie Mack fighting in the honor of Rich Swan, who will be going against W. Morrissey at Against all odds, once again on Saturday. Big cast looking great. I really wonder how long it'll take for him to get back into a WWE ring because his size is exactly what Vince or you know a WWE model of, of professional wrestlers. Yeah, exactly what they're looking for is him. You know, we saw him in the WWE before with Enzo Amore, and uh, now you really have to wonder if he'll ever make his way back. I don't know exactly the the full 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 story because around that time, that's when I was kind of away from pro wrestling with with Big Cass, and I know Enzo was a problem, but I'm not sure how big of a problem Big Cass was. Also, Big Cass went to uh, my rival high school back in high school. I'm not at the same exact time, but uh, my rival high school at the time, his he's an alumnus of uh, of that school. Morrissey Strong early dropping Mac with ease. Uh, action falls outside with Willie Mac as he tries to use a chain in a steel chair to gain an advantage, and he does. A big boot gives Morrissey control once again, and Morrissey using the chair and chain now to his own advantage, wrapping the chain around the eyes and nose of Willie Mac. Mac able to slam Morrissey down to the mat. We haven't really seen Morrissey take a good amount of bumps on impact, but. We do see it here with Mac. Uh, Mac misses with a frog splash and lands on a chair that was placed underneath underneath Morrissey. Uh, Mac tries to use the chair once again but fails as the chair pops back into his face with a big boot from Morrissey. Of course, Morrissey goes for some extracurriculars after the match and Swan enters to save. So I guess this was kind of a different ending in a way. Not really, to be honest with you. This is kind of the same type of ending where, where it's a extracurriculars at the end of the match and someone comes in to save or something happens right after the match. Same ending happened for every single match on this show. And the only reason to watch was for Tony Khan and, uh, and, and for him to trip over himself on the microphone to open the show. So... Really, really tough episode to get through for Impact. A really bad go-home show given every ending was the same. Listen, I understand you're trying to build up match the matches for, for your show on Saturday. I get it. I get it. But you do it this literally every match ended the same exact way. You kidding me, Impact? The same exact way? It, that was disgusting for me. I really thought that was terrible. So I'm going to give this show a D. And I rarely ever get that low in grading. Usually I go from D plus is usually the lowest I go. And usually D plus usually go to impact episodes with, with poor editing and poor graphics and stuff like that. And uh, the camera focusing being an issue for impact. Usually, usually that's the direction I go for, for impacts when they, when they production wise fail. But other than that, I range from an A minus to a D plus. Usually that's my, my range of shows, but when things get bad, like this got really, really bad for a go-home show. You're like, Give me a reason to, to watch for, for Saturday because if everything was just going to be the same on this episode, it, it, that was a travesty. So D 
D for Impact Wrestling here, which is a shame, which is a shame because they do have a pretty stacked card coming up for Impact Against All Odds, which I, I'm genuinely excited for because of, mostly because of the main event. So I'm going to give you my predictions for Impact Against All Odds, something you're not going to want to miss from every match on the card. So don't miss out. Stick with us right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. On this day in pro wrestling history, on June 11, 2007, Vince McMahon exploded on an episode of Monday Night Raw. On Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night, McMahon hoped that someone, somewhere, would cheer him up and tell him that he's appreciated after losing the ECW championship. McMahon took a slow walk to his limo after a failed attempt at Silas. When he shut the door, the limo exploded, killing McMahon. McMahon was not actually dead, but people freaked out on WWE, and deservingly so, saying that they, someone died on WWE, and because WWE.com reported it as truth. And the whodunit type of storyline, trying to figure out who killed Mr. McMahon, uh, would be scrapped after two weeks when Chris Benoit, his wife Nancy, and son Daniel were all found dead in their suburban home in Atlanta, Georgia. The Raw 25th Raw was supposed to be the episode uh, where there was going to be a funeral for Mr. McMahon's character. Obviously, things had to change after Chris Benoit. So, obviously, a tough, uh, tough go for that story. And, obviously, for a terrible and horrific and tragic reasons. But I think it might be for the best that that whole story for McMahon didn't go through as well. Because that was... Not, maybe not a good look for the WWE, but also could have been a good look to say, uh, you know, we're sort of done with the Mr. McMahon character who hasn't really had a proper end. It, has he? I don't think he really, Mr. McMahon has really had a proper end to his story. His character arc hasn't really finished. Maybe he will finish one day uh, with something with The Fiend or something with John Cena. In the future, we already seen that Mr. McMahon characters kind of come back through the eyes of the Fiend, not with McMahon directly, but with the puppets and things of that nature. So, uh, that's maybe that's the way that McMahon sort of sort of lives lives on. All right, switching gears back to Impact Wrestling, they have Impact against all odds coming up tomorrow night. Usually, I do these predictions episodes the day of the pay per view. Now I'm doing it the day before, just because I have SmackDown to watch tonight and. AEW Dynamite. So it's going to be a little bit tough, a little bit tough to watch both of those and then give you the predictions all in the same episode. You're looking at an hour and a half long episode because usually uh, the the <laughs> these episodes get long when it's just uh, reviewing two shows, reviewing both SmackDown and AEW. When it used to be NXT and AEW, those shows used to go on for 55 minutes. And now to add on a prediction episode to the end of that, you're looking at a really, really long episode. So might as well nip it in the butt now. We already know the full card. N- nothing new coming out going forward. That was my only fear that we would see any any new matches. But the card's already stacked, and if anything new comes out, I'll tweet about it later on Jaden Becker TV. You hear my prediction there. Either way, let's get right into the matches. No particular order here. Maybe I'm not saying any match is better than the other, but I'm gonna save some of the championship matches for later, later on in the predictions. So starting off with Rich Swan versus W Morrissey. I got Rich Swan winning this one. Obviously coming off the loss to Kenny Omega losing the Impact World Championship. A tough go for Rich Swan, and some may argue that Rich Swan should be the one to go up against Kenny Omega again to try to be the one to restore the honor of Impact Wrestling and, and it's not it shouldn't be Moose given that he was the heel in the whole situation. If anything, Moose should have been the the one to lose the championships to Kenny Omega to, to put Impact Wrestling into a hole and Rich Swan to be the one to dig it 
back up, but uh, I don't think Moose is going to be the, you know, the, I, I'll say I'll say it for later. I'll say it for later. But I, I talked about it in the past. Let's get back to the Rich Swan versus W. Morrissey. Rich Swan wins this match to resurge himself to get himself back into the limelight. He is a former champion. I don't see W. Morrissey with Impact Wrestling for that long. To be honest with you, uh, I, I don't even believe he's that deep under uh, that deep of a contract with Impact Wrestling. So, I think W. Morrissey does have his time in the sun with Impact here. I think he'll be a similar to a Cardona story. But to be fair, Morrissey definitely has a ton of potential in front of him given his size and strength and his history with the WWE and now his history with Impact. Uh, but I think Rich Swan comes out on top here. Satoshi Kojima versus Joe Doring. Kojima comes out on top in this one. No reason for him to hop over from Impact, excuse me, from New Japan Pro Wrestling to not pick up a win over here in Impact, over here in the States. There's no reason for it, especially going up against a guy like Joe Doring. I wish Kojima was going up against an X-Division guy. I feel like we could see a better match. Uh, I know Impact loves building up Joe Doring as much as humanly possible, making him look like an absolute giant, even though the faction that he's a part of is already filled with absolute giants. So it's not a great look, to say the least. If you're Joe Doring, and I also, you know, he, he is a, a tag team champion at the moment, given the Freebird rule, and it's a tough go, uh, given that it's Joe Doring being the one to be involved in this match, but i ra- I rather see it have been someone else, but either way, uh, I, no matter who you put there, I guess you're, you're willing to give Doring the loss, if anything, so Kojima picks up the win here. Moving on to our next match, grudge match, Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K. Versus Jordan Grace with Rachel Ellering. Now, this can go two ways. It's a tough decision to make. I'm going to give you both of my thoughts and then give you what I think is going to be final. It's either Grace wins this match clean or Dashwood wins this match with Ellering turning on Grace, giving Dashwood the win. So I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying either Grace wins or Dashwood wins. I'm saying Dashwood wins with the caveat of Ellering turning on Grace. That's the caveat there. So it's not like uh, I'm giving you you know both, giving you both bets there to bet on. Uh, if I had if I had to pick, I would say Grace wins clean. Uh, there has been some dissension in the past, but I feel like, yes, would it be nice to see a little breakup there and then have a, a true Grace versus da- uh, Grace Bush's Ellering match? We've seen it in the past, but can we see it again now with a, a feud behind it and not just a, a, a one-on-one there? Uh, just to have it, we, we, the two the two tag team partners having a singles match together. Uh, let's see a, a real feud there. I feel like we could really grasp something there. But you know, Grace could could just win this one clean and call it a day. You know, I I don't think um, we don't have to look too too deep in it. Grace could just win this one straight up, and that's that's why I, I, I'm gonna say that's why I'm gonna predict that Grace wins straight clean, no problem. And uh, Dashwood wins with uh, Ellering turning on Grace. Definitely is a possibility, but I'll push that to, towards the wayside for a little bit. Moving on to a street fight match. Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer versus the Good Brothers. Now, yes, you talk about the Good Brothers and they're on television all the time. You see them on AEW, you see them on Impact, former Impact World Tag Team Champions. But Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer are going to win this match only because Sammy Callahan is going to be the number one contender and has already been confirmed as, as we saw on last night's episode of Impact Wrestling. 
is already going to be in the match for anniversary, so might as well start building him up now. No problem in doing that. Start building him up now. Build him higher and higher and higher. Get a good win versus the, the good brothers. I know I'm going against my rule here. My golden rule of professional wrestling, you know, I've been saying it for, for since this podcast started, an established tag team, especially the tag team of the caliber of the Good Brothers, should be able to win in a, in a tag team match versus two singles competitors. But this could sort of get faded in a way, given that this isn't a straight, clean tag team matchup. This is a street fight match, and Callahan and Tommy Dreamer are two street fighters, especially Tommy Dreamer. No question about that one. So we already have... Uh, things going in the way of Callahan and Dreamer, and also the fact that some shenanigans can happen in a street fight match, given that there's no disqualifications and everything like that. So I'm going to give Callahan and Dreamer the win here, and mostly because of Callahan at Slammiversary. And also, if this this is no knock against Good Brothers. They're on TV all the time. You know exactly who they are. You know how important they are to Impact Wrestling. You know how important they are to the Elite and, and AEW, and even to New, New, and, uh, New Japan stuff. So we all know they're important. There's no question about that. There's no question. So they're well, they're, they'll be fine to take a loss here. They're going to be taking a few losses in a row now. Don't get me wrong. You know, we saw the Finju stuff, and now we're going to see this. They're going to take a few losses in a row now. No problem in that. It, it, it's just, it starts to become a problem if the losses start to become useless. These are useless losses. But this loss is to help build Sammy Callahan for their guy, Kenny Omega, later on down the line. No problem in that at all. All right, moving on to the number one contendership match for the X Division Championship: Petey Williams versus Trey Miguel versus Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Rahit Raju. Well, you can go with a couple names here. I, in my head, it's between Chris Bay and Trey Miguel. I'm gonna go with Trey Miguel. We saw Trey Miguel have a fun story with Sammy Callahan. I think that is going to launch him at least into the X Division Championship title picture. Might not win it in the next matchup he has. And if that's against Josh Alexander, he might not win it there. But maybe he'll win it future down the line. And it gives him a championship opportunity for the X Division Championship. So I'm going to go Trey Miguel here. You can also go Chris Bay. He's been doing great things ever since his championship match against Rich Swan. Uh, I believe that was at... Uh, it's not called Final Battle. It's uh, Final Resolution. Uh, at, at Final Resolution. Uh, he had a great match there. Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. And I feel like he hasn't gotten his due yet since then. Since then. Since that match. So um, I'm hoping for something for one of those two. And uh, I, I'm going to go leaning towards Trey Miguel to win this match. All right, moving on to our championship matchups for Impact Against All Odds. Starting off with the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Fire and flavor of Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. The champions taking on Kimberly and Susan. Fire and flavor take this matchup. Fire and flavor take this one here. Kimberly and Susan. Susan especially doing a pretty good job. She's getting remembered. And that's what I could say. She's getting remembered. Yeah, when she was Sue... Yes, she was getting remembered, but you might have even confused her with Rosemary or things of the past. Susan has a unique gimmick that we haven't really seen around the world of professional wrestling ever since Vicky Guerrero. And that's coming from a general manager standpoint when we're talking about like a Karen gimmick. We're now seeing it here with Susan from an actual wrestler standpoint. And she's doing a great job with it. She's doing a great job with it. I'm trying to remember someone... A wrestler that couldn't have a caring gimmick now, or even in the recent years past Vicky Guerrero, but I'm talking strictly a true Karen. 
which is Susan's literally literally a Karen. Like that's her whole shtick. So she's doing great with it. And I think Kimberly has always been an odd pairing with with, with everyone all together there. We down to Perazzo, but I'm going to give the Knockouts Tag Team Championships the benefit of the doubt. Fire and Flavor have done a great job holding it, and I think they're building up some great establishment with it being the ones to hold it for such a long time. So Fire and Flavor, going forward, I think will hold it on for, for a while. Moving on to the Impact World Tag Team Championships, Violent by Design of Rhino and Diener. And if I'm, if I'm not wrong, on the episode of Impact when they won the Impact World Tag Team Championships, it was Rhino and Diener, excuse me, Rhino and Doring were the two to be in that matchup. Given Rhino was the one with the trophy, I forget the exact name of it, and Doring was his tag team partner who got the pin, I believe. So I said before about the Freebird rule when I was talking about Kojima and Doring. And I believe that that holds steady here with Violent by Design, given that Rhino and Diener are the two fighting for the uh, the championship to retain it which is very weird because you know you want you're, you're trying to build up Diener here if anything you know you're trying to build up Diener and you don't even give him the win for the championship so on that night he gets to hold it above his head as the one that got the pinfall or for whatever, whatever reason if you weren't going to give it to Rhino you at least give it to Diener to build him up to win a championship there they don't do that there. It, it's so odd it's so odd I was hoping that they would give him the X Division Championship, put him in the X Division picture, and maybe not win the championship, but at least put him in the picture while Doring and Rhino do their thing. But I guess not. Their matchup's going to be against Decay. Crazy Steve and Black Taurus are going to be the two. Uh, to stop the bouncing around in the championship, because it's already gone from, from the Good Brothers to Finn Juice and now to Violent by Design... And if it goes to Decay now, I know I'm giving uh, Decay a tough loss here with Crazy Steve, but uh, I don't want to see it bounce around too, too much. So let's keep it on Violent by Design for now. Let, let, how about this? So if you want to make it up to Diener, have him carry the belt out to the ring, you know, around his waist, even though he wasn't the one that got the pinfall for it. Either way, I think I'll be fine with, see, with seeing that for, for Diener for his sake. So Violent by Design gets the win here. And uh, we'll wait for, for for more progression with that championship uh, when uh, we have uh, Eric Young come back from injury, which could be a decent amount of time. So it'll probably be knocked off from them by then, but at least as it stands for against all odds, followed by design here. All right, moving on to the Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo versus Rosemary. And I hate to do it to Decay, but I'm going to give them two losses in a row here. Perazzo's winning this match. This is a huge match for Rosemary. She gets to have a great match with Deanna Perazzo. But to be honest with you, I, I talked about it for, for, with Roman Reigns a lot, and I know, obviously, they don't stand on the same level. They're not the same. You know, it's not like... She, she, Perazzo's not carrying Impact Wrestling. If anything, Kenny Omega's carrying Impact Wrestling, and he's not even in Impact. So, But to make slight comparisons here, there's no one in that division right now Maybe besides Jordan Grace, if she's built up a little stronger, she's been having a good run, and I can't. I'm trying to think back if Grace and Prazo have had a match already. If they, if you have, uh, that'll be. A, I need a reminder of that, but it must not be a, that memorable if I don't remember it right now. Uh, Prazo, I don't see her losing it until another huge female star comes to Impact Wrestling 
whether that's someone that has been cut by the WWE recently, whether that is someone AEW sends over and she possibly loses it, but I doubt it given that you're giving your two top championships over to AEW. Uh, or someone from AEW makes a complete contract switch and now is contractually under Impact Wrestling or something of that nature. Some huge female wrestler or a, a notable female wrestler that you know the name of from a different company finds their way. I'm not talking about independent star. I'm talking about established star finds their way over to Impact. I don't see Praza losing this championship. So whether that is... Uh, she's held it for a very long time now, whether she continues to hold it for a year, two years, whatever. The, the, that's great for Perrazzo. And I know it sound, might sound crazy, but there's no reason for her to lose it because for her to lose it, that hurts Perrazzo. And yes, it, it builds up whoever is the one that she loses it to, but there's no one deserving at the moment. There's no one there that deserves a championship uh, run with the Knockouts Championship at the moment over there in Impact. So... Wait until someone finds their way over. Ruby Riot, she could do it. You know, Chelsea Green, she could do it. But uh, I don't think anybody else right now uh, on that Impact roster. All right, moving on to the Impact World Championship at Daly's Place, mind you. <laughs> at Daly's Place. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Moose. Kenny Omega, obviously the Impact World Champion. And I said this multiple times in the past. I'll say it multiple times again. Omega is, is the real deal right now. Omega's going to win this match. And waiting for him to win another championship that he hasn't won in a while or hasn't won right now. So whether he goes back to IWGP and New Japan New Japan, and wins the IWGP World uh, Championship or World Heavyweight Championship, whether he goes to NWA and takes the belt over there, whatever, Omega, I'm waiting for him to win another one. I'm waiting for him to collect more. So for him to lose and then collect later doesn't make sense to me. So I, I need him to win for that story and narrative to continue in my mind that he's continuing to go for more. Has he? No. But it would be nice. And and this is not a knock against Moose. If anything, this is, a, this is the biggest moment in Moose's career. He's going against Kenny Omega in the main event of pay-per-view. You know, he, he did it at Hard to Kill, but that was in a tag team match. He stole the show then. I could only imagine, imagine what he's going to be able to do. Against all all odds in this one on one matchup against Omega, I know I'm setting the bar high for Moose, but he has a ton of potential. This guy, Moose is great. In Ring of Honor, he he didn't get a, a lot of championship love. He didn't get a belt put on him, and he he got a fake belt, if you will, with the TNA uh, World Championship put on him. Uh, it, yes, it was reinstated, but he never really won it. Everything like that. He got put on him in a way, but he never won the real, real, real deal. He never won the Impact World Championship. He's not going to win it here, but just having the ment against Omega is so much more, so much, so much, so much more for Moose to have that match against Omega than it is to win any championship, I think. You know, a lot of people, yes, you remember them holding the belt, you remember their reign slightly, but you don't really remember much from the overall picture, but... You remember great matches. And you remember great moments. This could be a great match. This could be a great moment for Moose. And I really hope for his sake he takes full, full, full advantage of it. And I know he will because he has done in the past. When it comes down to stepping up to the plate. And I think he'll be able to do it here. He get, he's get, he, Moose gets his moment here. Omega retains his championship. I'll be fine with it. As long as Moose puts on a good match. I don't want to see a bad match from Moose. Because then that will leave a sour taste. Obviously, but I have no problem with Kenny Omega retaining the Impact World Championship uh, as long as Moose 
as a solid match here. That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. So we're going to run down from top to bottom again uh, for Impact Against All Odds. And my predictions, Rich Swan versus W. Morrissey, I got Swan. Sotashi Kojima versus Joe Doring, I have Kojima. Tennille Dashwood versus Jordan Grace, I have Grace winning this match, but there's also a possibility of Dashwood winning it if Ellering turns on Grace here, and there's a good possibility of that. A street fight match with Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer versus the Good Brothers. I have Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer winning this matchup, even though it go against my better judgment of uh, my tag team wrestling rules. Uh, number one contendership match for the X Division Championship, Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Raheem Raju. I have Trey Miguel, even though Chris Bay could, could be an underdog here. Knockouts Tag Team Championship, Fire and Flava versus Kimberly and Susan. Fire and Flava retain. Impact World Championship, Violent by Design versus Decay. I have Violent by Design retaining. Knockouts Championship, Deanna Perrazzo versus Rosemary. Perrazzo retaining. And Impact World Championship, uh, Kenny Omega versus Moose. Omega retaining. I have all championships here retaining. If anyone has the highest odds of being moved, it's probably Decay. It's probably Decay and Crazy Steve and Black, Black Taurus for, uh, and the Violent by Design losing it. But it's just... Only because it's a lot of jumping around of the championship. I don't want to see it. But because they've been jumping it around so much, why not land it on Decay and have them hold it for a while? So, yeah. Possibility. Possibility. Also, both attack teams have a possibility to switch. But I think the better odds is with Violent by Design uh, losing to Decay. So, that's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.